Ukraine says it has intelligence suggesting only five bodies were recovered from the crash site of a Russian military transport plane and delivered to the morgue in the nearby city of Belgorod. The comments are an indication of Kyiv's growing confidence that the plane, which came down Wednesday in Russia's Belgorod region, may not have been carrying Ukrainian prisoners of war ahead of an exchange, as Moscow has claimed critical flight recorders from a Russian military plane that crashed on Wednesday may have been recovered and will be analyzed according to Russian media. Moscow accuses Kyiv of shooting down the plane in Russia's Belgorod region and says all 74 people on board were killed, including 65 Ukrainian prisoners of war. Now, President Vladimir uh, Zelensky has been commenting on this as well. We've got Matthew Chance with more on this. This is the moment the Russian military transporter plunged from the skies. An eyewitness gasps as a huge orange fireball billows from the ground. Russia says the aircraft was shot down, and while Ukraine hasn't confirmed it, this Russian border region is an active war zone. I was clearing the snow when suddenly there was a loud bang, says this Russian eyewitness on local TV. There was an explosion in the sky, he says, and I got scared. Across the frozen crash site near the Russian city of Belgorod, twisted metal debris is strewn across a wide area, along with human remains. Ukraine says the plane had a cargo of missiles heading to the front lines, but Russia insists the aircraft was carrying 65 captive Ukrainian soldiers en route to a prisoner exchange. CNN can't independently verify either claim. I feel pity for everyone, says this Russian woman who saw the plane go down. My own grandson is fighting in our special military operation, she says, and all of those on board probably had people waiting for them too. In recent weeks, Ukraine has been stepping up attacks across the Russian frontier hitting an oil terminal near St. Petersburg with a drone strike last week and earlier taking out a strategic Russian long-range radar detection aircraft flying near the border. In the Russian-controlled city of Donetsk in eastern Ukraine, local officials say at least 25 people were killed last weekend in a Ukrainian bombardment. Meanwhile, on Russian state television, commentators have condemned the latest shootdown, saying it was Ukrainians killing their own. This was yet another premeditated criminal act, which does not surprise us, says this former Russian general. It's now routine behavior, he says, by the Kiev regime. But Kiev says if Ukrainian prisoners of war were on board ahead of an exchange, as Moscow claims, they were not informed and that Russia may have deliberately put their lives in danger. Matthew Chance, CNN London. A former opposition lawmaker in Russia believes that he's struck a nerve among the Russian electorate in his call 
to end the Kremlin's war against Ukraine. It is the driving force behind Boris Nadezhdin's long-shot challenge of Vladimir Putin for the presidency. Now, a legion of voters has braved the Russian winter to queue up to make sure he has the required signatures to get on the ballot for the March election to London now. And we've got CNN's Claire Sebastian with more on how his uh, call to end the war has led to a groundswell of support. Claire, great to see you. Um, Look, here's the thing. People have run against Vladimir Putin before and, of course, portraying themselves as genuine opponents only to find out later that their candidacy was just a sham. Is he a Putin plant or the real deal? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the key question. And I mean, the bottom line is we're less than two months now from the Russian elections. And I think very few people, even with the, what we're seeing here, doubt that President Putin will be elected uh, for a fifth term. But we have been watching closely for the past week as we've seen these queues forming uh, outside Boris Nadezhdin's headquarters. And I did put to him the question on whether he is a Kremlin plant. You'll see him answer it in a minute. But it does seem like the reaction to his campaign is real and that in itself uh, is potentially dangerous for Putin. Take a look. Under heavy snowfall and amid the chill of ever tighter limits on freedom of speech, this is a rare spark of Russian public opposition to Vladimir Putin, patiently lining up to try to get an anti-war candidate on the ballot in upcoming presidential elections. This is the only candidate that wants to stop the military action on someone else's territory, says Anatoly. For some, it goes even deeper than the war. I feel that my rights may be infringed, says Masha. I don't feel safe sometimes. The candidate is Boris Nadezhdin, a 60-year-old physicist, former MP and advisor to the late opposition leader Boris Nemtsov. His manifesto describes the so-called special military operation in Ukraine as a fatal mistake, pledging to immediately start peace talks if elected. People have been arrested uh, and sent to prison in Russia for a lot less than that. Why are you getting away with this? I don't know. I don't know exactly why I'm not arrested. I know Putin very well from 90s, even when he was not a president. He was a normal Russian bureaucrat and I was normal Russian bureaucrat. Supporters have been lining up not just in Moscow, but outside Nadezhdin campaign headquarters in dozens of cities across Russia and even abroad. He has united the old guard of the Russian opposition, including key allies of jailed Kremlin critic Alexei Navalny, his wife Yulia adding her signature on Wednesday, and exiled oligarch Mikhail Khodorkovsky. He's now racing to collect the required 100,000 signatures with strict regional quotas by the end of January. People are saying that there is either there's a deal, perhaps, with the Kremlin to allow your campaign to go ahead to create the illusion of a real democracy or that they are using this as a way to distract the anti-Putin electorate. What do you say to those theories? I am absolutely sure the situation will change because a lot of people now in Russia which started to see me in YouTube, in TV, in Telegram, they begin believe me. In the Moscow queue, Ivan tells us he doesn't care if Nadezhdin is a Kremlin plant or not. I am prepared even for the candidate to be, as we say here, a representative of one of the Kremlin towers. For me, the most important thing is that military action should stop. 
if President Putin is re-elected for a fifth term, what will you do? I'm absolutely sure that even if Putin will win in this election, the next presidential election will be much closer than six years. I'm absolutely sure. And I will proceed with my job. He believes he is already succeeding at one job, exposing the fragility of public support for Putin's war. Well, there are still many hurdles ahead. The deadline to submit those 100,000 signatures under strict rules is, is January 31st. Even if he does get on the ballot and manage to convince more and more Russians to vote for him, this is obviously a country where previous elections have sparked widespread allegations of voter fraud. He has a plan, he says, using his own observers to deal with that. Now, the Kremlin has told us they do not see him uh, as a real rival, but I think this next hurdle, whether or not he is uh, allowed on the ballot or perhaps denied on a technicality, will be a critical test uh, of how President Putin views these elections, what he wants to get out of them. So this is something that will be very closely watched. Eleni? Great reporting. Thank you. Clay Sebastian there for us. A Moscow court has sentenced a pro-war Russian military blogger to four years in prison after finding him guilty of extremism. Igor Gherkin has denied the charge. He had criticized President Vladimir Putin's handling of the war on Ukraine in his popular blog, which had more than a half million followers on Telegram. Gherkin is an ex-military commander who played a pivotal role in the annexation of Crimea and the early stages of the Donbass invasion. He was also linked to the 2014 downing of Malaysia Airlines flight MH17. Gherkin was convicted in absentia of mass murder for his role. EU leaders are condemning what's being described as a KGB crackdown in Belarus. The Vyasna Human Rights Center says there have been mass interrogations and detentions of friends and relatives of political prisoners. The group says around 100 people have been interrogated and at least 26 taken into custody.